What's up, everyone? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, your Gen Z self-development destination, talking post-grad lifestyle every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I'm one of your hosts. Welcome back. Oh, yes. Welcome back. I was going to introduce us. I feel like we talk. Have we been introducing ourselves at the beginning? Well, it's in the intro. Thing. It's yeah, in our intro. That's true. Well, this voice is Kylie. This voice is Anya. But you probably gathered that. You probably from the already intro. knew that. <laughs> but what I do think could be confusing, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think what, what could be confusing is like they hear our voices, they see our pictures on Instagram, like correlating the voice with the person. Mmm. You know, like yeah. what if this whole time people have been listening to your voice, but like associating it with me? Whoa, that'd be nuts. I mean, I don't think they have, but no, I don't think so either. But yeah. that would be pretty nuts. Well, yeah. I am the one with darker hair, um, and olivey skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, and I am the one with literal transparent skin. <laughs> Thank you. That's and it. transparent eyes. That's all. <laughs> See right through I'm me. I'm actually hardly a human being. <laughs> Just a shell. That's all. Um, so this week, our topic is sort of, I don't want to say it's the antithesis of a prior episode, but we mm-hmm. did a prior episode quite a while ago now that was basically called um, – like the struggle of keeping in touch with friends after college or something like yeah. that. And I think that was a good episode for us to do because it was like kind of just, you know, being relatable, like showing people that like everyone has, you know, this struggle. It's not anything to feel bad about, but like it just is difficult to keep in touch with people after mm-hmm. you graduate. And so this episode is going to be more of a like how to, like a guide of how to make new friends as an adult because I was thinking about it and I feel like a lot of the people – that we've been like mutually hanging out with lately are like friends since post grad, I would say. So yeah, yeah, I would not agree. that we're masters or anything. But we're just we're fun loving gals, you know. People <laughs> want to be our friend. Yeah. So I think I think the last you know couple months have shown us that like it's not hopeless. You can make friends post grad, and that's what we're here to, to demystify yeah. today. So. Yeah. So buckle up. I'm excited. Yes, but before we do that, you guys know we had to acknowledge Roe v. Wade being officially overturned. Yeah, it was. I just don't even know what to say. Yeah. To give you guys some context, we're recording this on Tuesday, the Tuesday before the episode comes out. So Roe v. Wade was overturned this most recent Friday. Um, Don't you just like love coming out of your 9 a.m. meeting? And having yeah, your rights it was like the taken worst away. <laughs> That's I was like, crazy. awesome. I have to keep working the rest of today. Yeah. Um, I also don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like we should address it for the sake of – I assume that most of you know this, but if you're new here or if you haven't figured it out, Anya and I are staunchly pro-choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just two leftist girlies out here mm-hmm. want advocating for every woman and every person with a uterus's right to choose. Um. And yeah, I feel like it's also important. I mean, just based on like our Instagram followers and whatnot, I feel like a lot of our demographic are like very privileged white cis women um, or people Mm -hmm. with uteruses. And I saw a TikTok today about how like this really isn't going to affect us. Like if you live in a blue state, if you're white, if you have money, like you will be able to get an abortion. Um, 
And that to me is like very scary because I never want to become like jaded to the issues Mm -hmm. just because I'm not going to be directly impacted because as a person with a uterus, I should be fighting for other people to have the same privileges that I do. Uh, So I just, I don't know, I urge people to keep that in mind to really think about how this affects marginalized communities, the LGBTQ community, um, black women and uh, people with uteruses. It's just, yeah, it's it's scary. Um, Yeah. And like we all saw it coming because of the leak, but it was it's like still crazy. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, um, Thomas in his concurring opinion, which if you don't know, when you're deciding a court case, any court case, there's the majority opinion, which decides the ruling. um, And there's a dissent, which are the people that disagree, but they don't have enough people that agree with them to affect Mm -hmm. the ruling and then you can concur which means that you come to the same conclusion as the majority so in this case that the um right to an abortion should be left up to the states uh but the way that you get there your reasoning behind why you come to that conclusion is different than what the majority has stated uh so justice thomas concurred and he verbatim was like we should also reconsider the cases that make same-sex marriage same-sex intimacy and um what was the other one contraceptives yeah Uh, because those all fall under your right to privacy so but he conveniently skipped the um like interracial marriage yeah um, because he is in an interracial marriage so i'm like oh so when it affects you you don't like it like yeah, now all of a sudden well. you need your privacy, but yeah, when like it's crazy how everyone else, yeah, yeah. So to be uh, clear, I'm obviously for <laughs> that to stay a thing yeah, as well. But yeah, like, yeah. just you know, he had to like call out all the things that like wouldn't affect him and not the thing that yeah. would. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, big f you to him. To say, <laughs> if you live in a state where abortion is now illegal and you ever need to go camping, yeah. I do have a guest room. So yep, we love to camp in know. the in the New England area. We love to knit in the New England area if that's like more your mm-hmm. vibe. Um, so yeah, just let us know. We're always down for a camping a girls camping a weekend camping trip. Yeah. Woo-woo. So, anyways, let's move into our more light weekend review stuff we had prepared. So I have two things that I wanted to talk about this week. The first one is very recent. I just scratched what I was going to say and I put this down instead because today I went somewhere else to work, which you might be like, okay, not Mm -hmm. groundbreaking, but I work from home for the most part. I go into the office like once a week. I went in yesterday, but when I'm at home, I'm like, I don't know why I just like established this for myself, but like ever since work from home started, I've had like a dedicated office space, which I feel really lucky to because obviously I know there's so many people that wish they had that and didn't have to sit at like their kitchen table or whatever it might be. But I have like just quite literally chained myself to Mm -hmm. my desk. Like (laughs) I don't know why. Like I guess because my job is very meeting heavy. So like a lot of the things do need to happen, you know, in a closed space, like in private, Mm -hmm. just like be productive. But even when I have like times that I could, you know, get a change of scenery or like work somewhere else, I just like don't. I don't know why. I just never have. I just always sit at my desk and I feel like I'm going a little bit like stir crazy after working from home exclusively for like so many weeks now. Yeah. So um, I was like – I was watching Zoe Pritchard who is one of my favorite YouTubers and she was talking about how in her vlog she went and sat at a cafe and she was like so glad she did it. Um, mm-hmm. And she actually – was it was like part of a larger conversation about how like – 
she's an extrovert, um, but like losing a lot of the extroverted habits that she used to have during COVID. Like now she has anxiety when she has to go do these things, Mm. Um, like go to dinners and like just little things like that. So she was saying she's trying to like get herself out of the house like at least once a day to like um, just kind of like train her anxiety and like try to minimize it. I don't really have that problem. I just was like bored. Yeah. Um, so I went to Cafe Neuro and I sat outside. Um, they have like a little outdoor area where the Wi-Fi was actually like really great. Um, and it's like just down the street from me. So I think I'm going to do that like when I can. You know, I would say days like today are kind of rare for me where I have like many hours in a row without meetings. Mm-hmm. But when I can, I think it's kind of fun. And yeah. pro tip, if you download the Cafe Neuro app, you can get a free first drink. So like it was a free outing too because I was like – I don't want to use this as like a way to enable myself to just like spend money on coffee and stuff, you know? Mm, yeah. So I, I want to investigate if like the library near me has like outdoor space because I feel like that would be ideal. But yeah. anyways, this is your sign. Don't like chain yourself to your desk. Even if you have like a little porch or like a little, you know, you could like sit on the couch for like an hour and take a meeting or like sit different places. I'm going to try to do more of that because I don't know why I just like from the start have been like, this is like the work area. But then I think about it and I like zoom out and I'm like, I have literally sat in this chair like all day. Like I don't move. (laughs) So I think it's good to, you know, incorporate new surroundings. So working on that. Love that. Um, And then my other thing that I wanted to talk about, we're actually, we're both doing this. So I also got inspired from Zoe Pritchard, my queen. Um, She did this in a video a little while ago. I think it was maybe in April. Um, She did like a like a workout challenge. Um, So she did like 30 workouts in 30 days. And so Kylie and I are trying it for July, which has 31 days. So it's 31 workouts in 31 days. (laughs) Um, And like, it's not to be like toxic bodybuild, like push ourselves, whatever. I just genuinely want to like set a goal and reach it. Like when it comes to like activity and like exercise, because I feel like I've literally like never done that. Like I've never had a big goal of like, I want to run a marathon or like a half marathon or like, I don't know. I just feel like it's cool when people like have goals that they like work towards like that, that like get you to the gym. And like, I don't really ever want to run a marathon. So I think this is a good compromise. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the goal is that you just have to do 31 workouts in 31 days. You don't have to do necessarily a workout in every day, but like if you were to skip a day, you would just have to like supplement it with like another one. So like a walk or something like that. So our rules are that it can be like 30 minutes of a traditional workout. So like a spin class or yoga or like whatever, Stairmaster, whatever you might do at the gym. Um, And if it's you're not going to do 30 minutes, if you're just going to walk, then it has to be three miles of walking. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I Like I said, I've never like done anything like this before, but we made a little tracker. So I don't know how you're feeling about it. I'm excited. I'm ready. Me and Miss Peloton, we're in this to the end, you know? Yeah. I think it'll be really fun. I know this is coming out like a couple days into July, but – But not too late. You can make up for it. Like we said, you don't have to do it every day. But yeah, I'm super stoked about it. We'll keep you guys posted. If it goes well, maybe we'll do a full episode on it. Like maybe – I don't know. Just like walk you guys through like how we were feeling, like what changed, what workouts we did. But if it just like (laughs) is completely unsuccessful and you you never hear about it again, just forget I ever said this. Yeah. Just forget you heard this. We will gaslight you into thinking this segment did not happen. Yeah. You made this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for my week in review, I have – I wrote down like getting comfortable with change. So I don't think I've explicitly said this on the podcast and I feel like it's fine to say, but my boss is leaving 
mm-hmm. company. Um, and I've only ever known this company with her. I haven't always worked directly for her, but she's always been there. And then she's the one that hired me back as an intern and then hired me full time at this job. Um, and at when we're recording this, this is actually her last week. And so as you can imagine, when a boss is leaving, especially leadership, but really anyone also, like whenever anyone leaves that you worked really closely with or that you really enjoyed working with, it's a weird adjustment because you're like, I'm sad that you're leaving. And also like, I How am taking <laughs> on this responsibility for you because you're leaving and like, what the hell is going on? And my company is really, really small. So our marketing team is small. Right now there's two of us <laughs> um, that have to take on these C-suite level responsibilities. Um, so I'm trying, her and I had like a conversation and thankfully the coworker that I am having to tackle this with, I really, really like both professionally and personally. Like she's a great girl and also like very reliable and responsible and good at her job. So I'm like, if I were to be stuck in this position with anyone, I would pick her like 10 times over. Uh, and she, you know, sort of the, said the same thing about me, which I was very flattered about. Um, so, but her and I are kind of like, checking in with each other like you okay yeah <laughs> <You> okay <laughs> is everything going okay um so yeah so i i'm trying to keep the mindset like this is going to be a good learning curve and hopefully an opportunity for growth um but it's definitely going to be a chaotic couple of months um yeah it always sucks when people leave like yeah just like absorbing all the stuff that they had to do and like the dynamic shifts and you hire someone new and have to onboard them. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's never fun, but it's like just such a like name of the game kind of thing. Like eventually you're yeah. going to leave and like they're going to have to do it for you. So it's like, yeah. And so that's, it's just business, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm trying to just like take it, take it in stride. This is the new normal to adjust to and we'll go from there. Um, as long as I have a job and a paycheck, I can yeah. I can handle anything else. <laughs> so and I don't know about you, but I feel like for most companies, like summer is kind of a slower time anyway. So yeah, like, I was gives thinking you time that. to adjust a little bit. So I you're was not, like, thinking just that drinking too. from the fire hose. Yeah, if this was but. like December, I'd be like, ah, yeah, everything's on fire. Help. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. So just getting co- this is like kind of the first. Outside of moving, obviously, but from like a professional standpoint, this is the first like major change that -hmm. has happened in my professional career. And I'm very lucky. I feel like it's like kind of late in the game for me to be saying that. Um, So yeah, I'm just learning to like get comfortable with that and be like, this is normal. This is business. Like it is what it is. Um, And yeah. And then for my other one, (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to regret bringing this up. I might. You can tell me to edit it out later. Yeah. <laughs> well, <think> about it. <laughs> if you are related to me by blood or marriage or on the same payroll as me or the man in question, please stop listening now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a second to click out. Toodaloo. If you are still here and you bring this up to me, I will gaslight you just so you know. And this is you consenting to that. So I told you guys about how I went on a date with that guy and it went well Mm -hmm. so i went on a second date and some may say it went really well depending on your standards um and then the next day radio silence and i was like oh that's awesome that's super duper i love when that happens 
And then the following day, I got the classic rejection text. Oh, I just don't think that we're, you're a great girl, but I don't think we're the right match. I was like, (laughs) not again. Um, So, but it made me reflect. And I was talking about this in therapy. My poor therapist was like, you are on something. And she's not wrong. So have you heard of the box theory? Are you familiar with this? So it was popularized by Tinks from TikTok, which I will note she had some like not good tweets resurface. So this isn't me saying like I love Tinks, but she is the one that just came up with this theory. And the idea is, is that in a non-platonic sense, when a guy meets a girl, they put them in one of three boxes. They either want nothing to do with them from a like non-platonic sense. They want to hook up with them. Or they want to date them. And once you're in a box, you're not leaving that box. So sorry. That man is keeping you in that box for the rest of your life. No matter what you want. I'll let you guess which box your girl ended <laughs> up in. Um, but I think I, th- I think I ended up in, in lucky box number two. And that's okay because it was only two dates. So I'm like, whatever. At least I figured out early on that that's the box that I was yeah, in. Yeah, Because true. Tinks talks about how – you know how like some girls are like, oh, I, I wouldn't never like go home with someone before the third date or the fifth date or three months in or, you know, whatever timeline they mm-hmm. set for themselves. She talks about how like you can do that. Like you – I'm not knocking anyone for choosing to do what they do and – setting whatever standards and boundaries that they want for themselves. But like if you are in the hookup box, you're not going to know. It's 10 dates aren't going to change that. Like if you still (laughs) hook up with them after 10 dates, then, then they've gotten what they want out of you. And that sounds like horrible, right? Because men are horrible, but she, (laughs) (laughs) but she spins it in like, women can use this in a very empowering sense. If you can figure out which box a guy has put you in. Um, your girl jumped the gun a little bit. It was only two dates, so I probably should have vetted to figure out that I was in in box number two. Um, because in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, mm, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see, you why. can see the signs. I can see that I was put in box number two, but um, you know, it is what it is, and I wish him the best. If he's still listening, I told you to get off, but if you are, wish him the best. <laughs> Um, and I just like keep that in mind and I'm like, eh, well, oh, well. And at least I didn't waste too much time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's tough out there, ladies. (laughs) It's, it, it do be tough. I'm glad you're (laughs) taking it with a good attitude though. And yeah, on to the next. Yeah. I had a bad attitude when it first happened because I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I like to answer you for like an hour. (laughs) And I was like, on purpose, but. By the time like, I answered you, you were spiraling. This is great. But now I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's yeah. Not, not worth trash. my time. Men yeah. are trash. Um, except for if there's one that wants to put me in the dating box. <laughs> please, please. Please let me know. Please. This is so hard. <laughs> I get it. I'm really hot. But I'm also very lo- lovable. I'm <laughs> very loyal. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So I figured I'd talk about that. I love an update. Yeah. You you would have left the people hanging, so it That's was only right. That's what I'm right. saying. And listen, yeah. someone on this podcast has to supply these stories. Otherwise, <laughs> I mean. Well, if you want to hear about the conflict we just had about the vacuum, <laughs> you want to know about dating life. So Something to know about Anya and I is that Anya has always been in the dating box and I have always been in the <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's just it's tough. called balance. <laughs> it's yeah, but that's why we're best friends because you need <laughs> one of each. <laughs> okay, let's move into our favorites. So we both have shows, right? This is a show. Yours is a show. Yep. Okay. So um, I'm pretty late to this game. I know it's been out for a while, but I am on the second to last season of Selling Sunset that's out right now. And listen, is it good TV? Objectively, no. Is it very entertaining? Absolutely, it is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you don't know what it is, it focuses on this real estate uh what do they call it? Broker? Like, yeah, like group um, called the Oppenheim Group. And so it's the Oppenheim brothers. They're twins. They own the brokerage and they employ like exclusively smoking hot women, basically, which is, you know, interesting. But um, so I would say it's like 70% about like the drama between all of the girls and like 30% about real estate. And I started it thinking it was mostly about real estate. Like I started it thinking it was kind of like HGTV with like a little spice. And I would say it's not. I would say it's more like Desperate House – not Desperate Housewives, Real Housewives. Yeah. I always confuse those. It's more like Real Housewives with a sprinkle of houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if that sounds appealing to you, definitely watch it. I know it's been out forever and people are like, okay, yeah. Like Already you're so late. It, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like Maya if you've mm-hmm. seen it. She's my favorite. I like Chrishell too. I don't really hate anyone. I know that I will hate Christine. People have told me that. I'm not there yet necessarily. So anyway, yeah, if you've watched it, let me know. But it's really great for me to have on like the background. Like a lot of times I'll be like doing, you know, podcast stuff or whatever, like on my laptop and just like have it on in the background. Because it's like you're never missing anything that important, but it's like entertaining. So yeah, I'm into it. And I like houses. So it's fun to see like the occasional, you know insane house because that's like yeah. part of it is that they sell houses um in like beverly hills so they're like constantly multi-million dollar houses so yeah anyways love that um so like anya said mine's also a tv show it's a newer one um it's the summer i turned pretty it's on amazon prime video it's based off of i have the book i actually committed a cardinal saying it's right there <laughs> in case you're wondering um i committed a cardinal sin i watched the show before reading the book. I had bought the book knowing that the show was going to come out and I was like, oh, cool. Like I can read it and then watch the show. And then my whole For You page was mm. clips from I the like show. you've already said this. Was Did you just say it to me or did you say it on the podcast? No, I think I said it to you. I don't think okay. I've said this on the podcast. Okay. I'm like, real <laughs> cute <laughs> clip. Roll it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if I did, you'll just have to listen to me. Talk about it um, no, I'm probably wrong. And now I'm like, let me listen to our recent episodes. Anyways, um, (laughs) if it it is a repeat, then you know I really liked it. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so I watched it before reading the book because it was just all over my TikTok and I was like, this looks really good. Um, And it was really good. And it made me cry, which was was unexpected. I didn't. I've seen people say that, but I've also seen that people say there's like, just some like so cringe, like oh, trying to be Gen sure. Z relatable, like for stuff sure. in there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, a lot of people were knocking like the music choice. I thought the I kind of liked like the music. Like I thought it fit fine. I mean, they are like fifteen year olds. Like they are mm-hmm. legitimate Gen Zers. So I kind of just like took all of that 
in stride. Like I was like, I don't know. I guess it kind of fits. Maybe, maybe I just have bad taste. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was really fun. Um, and I had like my first moment of like the two main guys in it. I was like, these guys are cute. And then I was like, hold up. Are they like How old are 17? They? they are not. The main – like, one guy is, like, 20 – the actor is 22 and the other one is 24. So, like, literally okay. our age. So, I'm like, oh, yeah. perfect. I'll continue yeah. having a crush. Um, It's funny that, like, they just never get real teenagers to play teenagers. Never. And I'm like – and that's why, like, teenagers are, are so, like – like, lack so much confidence because they're looking at, like, literal adults that, like, are fully developed humans yeah. and they're like, why don't I look like that? It's like, well <laughs> – Well, because they're 24. Yeah. an 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, yeah, I even think the main girl, I looked it up, the actress that plays her is, like, 19, and she's, like, she celebrates her 16th birthday. Yeah. Someone put up side-by-side photos of me at 16 and 19 right now. Yeah. Because not the same person. I can mm-hmm. tell you that much. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. It is a, it is a, overall, a very, like, light, easy watch until you get to the end. Um, but I'm excited to read the book, having seen the movie. I think the book will be really good. And yeah, check it out. And now you like have a picture of what the characters are going to look like. Because yeah. I remember that with like Twilight. Like I think the first Twilight movie was out before I had read any of them. And it was kind of nice that like, you know, you, you already knew what they were supposed to look like. Big brain energy to picture right. them. Yeah. Yeah. Feel that. Okay. Before we get into the main topic of this episode, we are going to roll the ad. So you give that a listen. We'll be right back. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Okay, we're back, and we're going to talk how to make friends in post-grad as an adult when you're you know, not surrounded by people your age all the time. How do you do it? What's the strategy? What's the T? So I think the first thing that needs to happen is just like a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Did I say that weird? I always say mindset shift. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't say, say it like time? that. Okay. No, you said mindset shift. Okay. Mindset shift, not a mindset sit. 
<laughs> anyway, you need one of those. Um, and you need to focus on being as open as possible to any possible friendship, place to meet friends. Listen, you can't be so you can be selective, but you can't be so like you can't be judgmental, I guess. You can't make assumptions before you've given people a chance. Yeah. So really work on like not assuming that any of your future friends have to be like the same gender as you, for example, or age or ethnic background or like religious background. Like just work on being as open and inviting as possible and see what happens when you expand your horizons. Cause like I can even think about like when I worked at a restaurant, like one of my most like unlikely friends was like this like 50-year-old woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just have like friends like that depending on like your setting. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's like it's cool to have the same life experiences. It's cool to have different ones. So yeah. just don't put yourself in a box of like, oh, I can only be friends with people that are like girls that are also, you know, 24. Like that's yeah. so limiting. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I like that. And then we pulled this from psyche.co. Is that how you would say that? Yeah, we'll have it linked. Yeah. Um, but in this article, they basically said when you're an adult, friendship doesn't happen organically because you aren't in many spaces with continual unplanned interaction and shared vulnerability. If you're passive about making friends, you won't make any. You need to make a deliberate effort to meet new people. So I feel like just adulthood really eliminates the idea of like friends by convenience. Like I feel mm -hmm. like school specifically creates a lot of friends by convenience because you're kind of like this is the pool I have to work with and the people that I see every day um, and that's not necessarily the case once you become an adult so you have to take a more active approach um, and also you want to take a positive approach you want to take a positive attitude over judgment or even anxiety which believe me especially the anxiety part is better said than or easier said than done um, but you just kind of have to like, I don't know, in the same way that like you hope for a job promotion or for a date to go well, like you want to approach it positively because what you put in mm -hmm. is what you're going to end up getting out in the end. Um, and also just like dating, honestly, making friends and dating are like the same exact thing. So <laughs> true. They really are. Um, Except you might be missing one of the boxes if you're... <clears throat> If you're doing yeah. it right. Or not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, it's Pride Month. Well, I guess not when this comes out. Um, but just like dating, you kind of want to, you know, once you meet someone, establish plans um, or see them often, you want to give them a couple of chances of hanging out with them um, in, you know, shared spaces before you decide like, okay, yep, this could be a good friend. In the same sense of like, and I don't necessarily just subscribe to this but like they say that like if you have like a good date with someone but you're not 100% sure that there's like a spark there that you should give it a couple more dates to see if that like connection really builds with someone the same goes for a friendship spark you know what I mean you guys it, mm -hmm. you're gonna be nervous and awkward and not sure what to do the first couple times you hang out but you might find yourself in like a really good groove once you get over that sort of hump um yeah and that you guys have a really good time together and one other tip that I've heard but I haven't put in this script, I guess just has to do with like confidence. Like mm. try to enter a situation like thinking of yourself as likable and like thinking yeah. of yourself as like someone people equally like want to get to know because I think that can help a lot with like the anxiety aspect of it of like everyone's judging me. Like they don't care what I have to say. It's like, no, like go into a situation with, you know, the 
the impression that you are like doing a good job and like everyone's going to like you. And it's, I don't know. I just think that yeah. helps. Like people equally want to see you there. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, what you said about like approaching with a positive attitude and everything as well is really important because I am like someone that like lets my first impression of someone. I I don't know. I just, I hold on to it a lot yeah, and I'm trying same. to like let that go because like so many times, like your first impression of someone could mean absolutely nothing. Like you could meet them when they're like, they had like a bad day or they were in like a yeah. weird mood. But like for me, like as a Scorpio, I'm like, that's who they are. Like, <laughs> I feel like just don't give people that many chances and I need to like work on that and just know that like, like you said, like you might need to give things a few tries before you like really bond with someone. And I feel like everyone has that one friend that they're like, I hated you when I first met you. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I have one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it's Anya. No, I'm kidding. No, it's not. It's not Anya. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then kind of – so step number one, be very open. Don't put yourself in a box as far as like what exactly you're looking for. Just focus on like personality and who you get along with. Step number two is really to put yourself out there. Yes. This is the hard part. Yeah, it is. You got to do the things. You got to do the reaching out. So – I would say as like a first step, just try things that you're interested in. You know, maybe yeah. pick up something that you used to do. Exhibit A, like me with dance. I've met some people through that. Um, or like do something that you've always wanted to do, but you never have. Like maybe you've been interested in signing up for like a local art class or like a rock climbing gym or like a volunteering opportunity, something like that. Because the quote that you read earlier about like continual unplanned interaction, like how we're not in that many spaces where that kind of thing happens, like you need to enter those spaces. You need to find yeah. the spaces. You need to enter them. So I would say this is like one of the hardest parts. Yeah. But it's very key in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, and then so to capitalize on what's called the mere exposure effect, which is the finding that people will like you more the more familiar you seem – um, you want to make sure that you're joining events that are repeated over time, like classes, social clubs, um, we're part of something called Whole Debt that meets once a month um, that we've met a lot of our current friends through. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I met my current roommate. Uh, but you want to kind of focus your time and attention on those activities that get repeated with the same group of people so that you can continue to build that connection each time you're together and become more familiar with each other because that'll build that you know, sense of comfort. Um, also, it's 2022, besties. Leverage social media. Like, be the girl that DMs people on social media. Mm -hmm. I actually, on TikTok, a girl in the Boston area was, like, listed some stuff about her and she was like, does anyone want to, like, co-work? Like, I need to make friends. And I was like, mm -hmm. I commented and was like, my apartment does co-working Fridays. Like, come through. And now yeah. we follow each other and I'm like, maybe I should just DM her and be like, hey, if you're looking for friends, like, let's all meet up at this cafe and, like, we can work for the morning on a Friday or something. Don't be afraid to do that. Like people are going to be receptive. And if they're not, they're probably just going to ignore you on social media. And then you're yeah. like, okay, no harm and done. they're not the type of person that you'd want as a friend anyway. Exactly. Exactly. If they're not trying to do the types of things you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and I've also heard of people using things like Bumble BFF. I've never used it. I'm so curious about that. Same. Can we like make a joint profile? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> swipe, fun. Swipe right on us as a duo. <laughs> that's really fun. That's... I don't know if that even works because I think they make you connect to like your social media, right? But yeah, I don't know, but we can try. That, that would be a fun um, app idea though. I don't know if that oh. exists. Like 
like it does for dating for double dating oh like like double dating yeah mm-hmm. like if you could connect like groups of friends with other groups of friends or something yeah i think the dating one is called foreplay oh which is oh yeah, yeah that sounds familiar <laughs> yeah it's a good name um but yeah check out bumble bff let us know if you like it and then don't doubt the value of reconnecting with your old friends um or friends that you have from you know different paths in your life um because you've probably met a disproportionate number of your friends through just a handful of people um, called your super connectors. And I Yeah, it's kind of corporate, quotes. but yeah. I threw it in there because like we read an article about super connectors for work and like oh, how okay. valuable they can be in like a networking sense. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's always like people at the event that just like know absolutely everyone. Like you bring up someone from like five years ago and they're like, oh, I did a project with them. Like, there are those types of people in like social situations too. And for sure. In fact, like Ashley, if you're listening, I feel like I think of Ashley as like a super connector, oh, for like sure. someone that just has a lot of relationships and like isn't afraid to like merge them and combine them. Um, for so sure. like you want to think about like who are the people that I've met other people through and like how do I either connect more closely with them or like reconnect with them because yeah. that's it's the name of the game. Maybe you're a super connector yourself too. Ooh. Think about that. How fun. Um but yeah, so like Anya said, rekindle those relationships, ask them if there's anyone you should meet. Um, and a lot of the times I feel like if you are the super connector friend or if you have a super connector friend, like they are the type that loves building those connections yeah. and having people meet. Like Ashley for is a good example of like, I know she loves when two people that she kind of helped introduce to each other end up hanging out on their own. So they're just, those are really good people to have around overall, good friends to have. Um, it can mm-hmm. help you meet people. So yeah. And kind of going back to like the value of reconnecting with old friends, you might have like people in your life that you would consider your friend, but not like your best, best friend, but like yeah. you might get closer to them than you expected to. Like I would say like T, that was kind of the case with us. Like we were yeah. like in a friend group with each other for years, but we were never like the duo of the group until like a couple years later. Yeah. So yeah, consider if there's like people in your current circle that like you could get to know better maybe kind of goes along with that. Yeah. Um and yeah, don't be afraid to get like set up. Like I think friendship blind dates, let's make mm. it more of a thing. If you have a friend and you're like, "Oh my god, you would love this other friend." Like try Set to get up. the three of them together. Like I think that there's nothing better than I don't know, like to your point, like being in a room full of like your friends from like all different places yeah. in life and like they're all getting along. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to get set up. Don't be afraid to like reach out to your friend's friend. If they seem cool, like ask if the three of you can hang out. Cause I feel like we all like follow each other's friends, friends on social media. Yeah. But like maybe don't know each other that well. So that's a great way to expand your network as well. Yeah, for sure. And then, so I'm going to try to articulate this because (laughs) I did a bad job. (laughs) Um, cause so I heard this on a podcast and I thought it was really true, but I feel like something important to remember and to help you like build confidence and ease a bit of anxiety is that like when you're in the process of seeking friends and you're asking people to like hang out or do things or even as like simple as asking someone to like be your friend if you're like hey we both are interested in this like we should be friends no one is going to like look at you and say no when you're asking to just like hang out or be friends or like deepen your connection like if Anya came up to me and was like hey like we're both into like taking photos like would you want to spend the day um like finding cool locations and taking photos with me I wouldn't be like no no I don't (laughs) immediately no like if anything if they're not interested they'll either say yes and flake 
and like cancel on you at some point. Or like in that moment, they'll be like, oh, like I'm not sure, like I need to check my calendar and just like not be good with the follow through. Or they'll say yes and you guys will actually do it and you'll have a chance to get to know each other and see if you guys are compatible as friends. But no one like is going to look at you and be like, no, I don't want to do that. And if they do, like run. You don't want to be friends with them. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I hope I did a better job of articulating that. But, like, Like, don't be afraid of the, like, rejection aspect of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you really have nothing to lose. Like, most people are not cruel enough to, like, flat out reject you from a friendship standpoint. Um, Mm -hmm. Most men aren't brave enough to either. But that's besides the point. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Sorry, I'm bitter. Um, But, yeah, so don't let rejection stop you. So if we're thinking about, you know, our little list here, step one, focus on being open. Step two, put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Step three is to initiate, make the first friend move. Mm -hmm. This is – we need to talk about this more because I think this is a hard thing and people don't talk about it. Oh, it's so hard. It's Like being the first one to like ask someone to hang out outside of like whatever setting you know them in. It's tough. It's It's a tough thing. Um. But it's very, it's very necessary. It's very crucial. Someone's got to be brave, yeah. and they'll probably be relieved that you were the one to ask. Yep. And if they do happen to ask you, accept the invite, bestie. Yeah. Accept the invite. Say yes. Follow through. Don't be the flaky friend. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not a good friend first impression. No, it's not. Um, unless obviously a legitimate excuse comes up. But yeah, you guys get it. You get it. Um. And then when you do show up to social events, make sure that you are introducing yourself to people, asking people to meet up outside, um, you know, making those asks, even if you don't know them well. I am admittedly horrible at this, really, really bad at this. Um, But like Anya said, like nine out of ten times, like the other people want to be introducing themselves or asking to meet up, you know, outside of wherever you guys are in that moment. Um, and they're just hoping that someone else is going to be brave enough to do it. So take a deep breath, put your big girl pants on, and ask them because it'll yeah. be fine. We promise. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking like it would have been fun if we included some like friend date suggestions, but I think mm-hmm. this episode's already kind of meaty. So maybe we can make like a whole other episode about that. Yeah, like, I like that. Ideas to spend time with your friends. But in the meantime, if you haven't listened to our summer bucket list, mm-hmm. that's a good one for like the near term. Because I think a lot yeah. of that stuff was like with groups, friend appropriate. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you have focused on being open. You've put yourself out there. You've initiated. You've made the first friend move. You're going to hang out. What are you going to do when you hang out? You are going to intentionally participate and you are going to listen. Yes. So instead of like showing up ready to talk about yourself, thinking you need to like impress this person, it's really important to lead with curiosity, ask questions about them, maybe even like this kind of sounds crazy, but this is probably what I would do is like beforehand, like think about what aspects of, you know, their life that you haven't like learned about yet or like you're curious about and like be sure to make a note to like ask them. Like if you don't know where they're from, like that's a great conversation starter. If you don't know what they do for work, like there's so many like low hanging fruit things you can ask. Um, And remember that when you're in like a new interaction, I think everyone is kind of in their own head. So if you can get someone out of their own head and get them more comfortable and get them talking about something that they're passionate about or whatever it might be, it's a great sign that your friendship could be moving in the right direction. So I would just say like enter with the intention of learning about them and not 
like impressing them or like making them like you necessarily because they will like you if you listen to them and are like intentional with them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And make sure that you share about yourself while also asking questions to the other people. So that way you guys can get to know each other and make connections um, beyond the surface and like actually figure out if you guys have shared interests um, from this friend date. And then so also from Psyche Co., there are two types of avoidant that will inhibit your ability to make friends. Sorry, of avoidance that will inhibit your ability to make friends. First, you might practice overt avoidance by not putting yourself in situations where it's possible to meet new people. Instead of going to your friend's movie night with a chance to meet others, you end up staying at home. Introverted girlies know. (laughs) Um, Second, you might find yourself engaging in covert avoidance, which means that you show up and don't engage with people when you arrive. Um, Introverted girlies also know. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) I put this in here to like call myself out because I feel like I'm really good at showing up but I'm not necessarily good at like getting to know everyone or talking to people when I'm actually there. Yeah. Yeah. So the example they use is you go to the movies uh, or you go to the movie night, but while everyone else is analyzing the film after it's over, you stay silent in the corner, petting someone's pet corgi and scrolling through Instagram. Why is that us? Yeah. Like I was like, this is a lot for me. Yeah. So like I just, I put this in there because it's like, it's so important to like, once you're actually at the hangout, like try to participate. And it sounds so simple, but like, I just think, you know, from my own perspective, it's so easy to show up to like a group gathering and just like, you know, let yourself kind of like fade into the background and like sit on your phone or whatever. Like, yeah. So if you're showing up, like truly try to show up, like you've already made it there. That's the hard part. Just like put all your effort into like actually talking to people and getting to know them because yes, that covert avoidance be very real. It's so. true. It is true. <laughs> um. I'll also link where I got this from um, in the description, but it was kind of like a little formula to make friends and it was listen, seek similarity and celebrate. So studies show that being likable can be as easy as listening to people, asking them to tell you more. And a lot of research talks about how similarity is really critical. So when they mention something that you have in common, make sure you point it out. If they're like, oh, I you know, went to the sleepaway camp in New Hampshire. You're like, no way. I'm from New Hampshire. Like where in New Hampshire was it? Like it yep. seems like very normal things like that come up in conversation. But if you're like nervous in the moment, it can be hard to remember to do that. So yeah. definitely like when some sort of overlap comes across, like point it out, make it a topic of conversation and work really hard to celebrate the positive. So if someone like – if you're meeting someone and they mention, you know, something good in their life, maybe they just got engaged or like they're moving or whatever it might be. Be enthusiastic, be encouraging. Like I think celebrating them even early on in the relationship shows that you're going to be like a supportive, good friend. Yeah. So try to be enthusiastic. Listen, seek similarity, and celebrate. Love it. Love it. So then the next step, you've done your intentional participation and listening. You've grabbed onto those mutual interests and talking points. Now be vulnerable, you know, open up when it's the moment is right. Don't be afraid to, you know, share stuff about yourself that is a bit more personal. I mean, I wouldn't suggest like trauma dumping to someone that you don't know. <laughs> uh, but not being afraid to like have a bit of like a deep talk on the first, especially when it comes to things like, I don't know. Like friendship like, deal breakers. Yeah, yeah. And just mm-hmm. like basic, I feel like again, it kind of like dating, like I personally want my friends to be aligned with my beliefs and values so like 
if I were going on a friend date, I may bring up, hey, that was pretty crazy when Roe v. Wade was overturned now, wasn't it? To yeah, kind of gauge what their reaction. Is. The yeah. reaction. Um, but don't be afraid to like be vulnerable and sort of put those more, I don't want to say like taboo, but like more sensitive and, and deep topics on the table to see if you guys align that way as well. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are keeping track, we have been open. We've put ourselves out there. We've initiated, made the first move. We go, we participate, we listen. It's going great. We are vulnerable. You know, we're making the friends, the friendship, you know, loading bar is progressing. Mm-hmm. Next step and final step is to keep showing up and be patient because these types of things really don't happen overnight. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time spent together. And I also think hot take, it's like very easy to lose friendship momentum. Like if you think yeah. you're kind of like starting to get along with someone and then, I don't know, something happens and you don't see them for like a couple months, you're kind of like back at square one, at least in my opinion. So yeah, no, you I have agree. to like be consistent about hanging out with them, seeing them, showing up for them. So patience is a virtue, besties, but yeah. that's really what creates friendships in the long run. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, you know, even just like thinking about like your past friendships, sure, some of them might have been like an instant connection. Like I have some friends who like we just like instantly got along really, really well. And I don't remember there even being like a weird, like awkward getting to know you like phase. But most of my friends, we weren't instant best friends the first time that we met. Um, I think that's really beautiful because that's a sign of a sustainable relationship if you both are able to keep up that momentum and continue to get to know each other. Um, yeah, I think I think it's great. I hope you get some instant connections as well because obviously that's it's just easy when you automatically become besties. But be patient, hold out. All the best things in life take time. So you will make friends. Um, if you're in the Boston area, hit us up. You can be our friend. Yeah. Yeah, we love a friend. It's actually yeah. cool because um, I, we mentioned when we were going to Harry and yeah. someone commented on one of our Instagram posts and they're going to be there the same day. And I was like, let's meet up. So yeah, yeah, if you're in Boston, definitely hit us up. We would love to – we're always looking to meet more friends too. So yeah. you know you know what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll intentionally participate. We'll listen to you. Yeah. We'll be vulnerable. So yeah. can't even wait. Cannot <laughs> wait. Because you know what? There's no yeah. such thing as too many friends. So That's true. So – Hopefully this gave you guys a little bit of hope. I think when we made that last episode, I don't want to say we were like cynical about like friendship, but we just like were realizing like, hey, it's actually really hard to like keep in touch with these people that have been in our lives up until now. Like, let's talk about it. And I think now I probably like a year and a half later, like we're in a place where we're like, okay, it's okay that like some friendships might have faded away because we're getting these like new additional ones and like here's how we did it kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. But yeah. Hopefully you're feeling a bit better. Go out there, make your friends, put yourself out there. You're killing it. And, and if you try Bumble BFF, tell us how it yes, is because I am let us very know. intrigued. Yeah, for sure. But with that, that's the end of this episode. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram at 2 Degrees Hotter. Make sure you rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, five stars. It really helps us out. Feel free to leave us any suggestions you have for episodes or any advice you need in our anonymous suggestion box that's always linked in the description of our show. And I believe that's everything for housekeeping. So with that, we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.